The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Boy, am I excited to have a conversation with you tonight. As always, the universe speaks to me. Uh, as I talk about within my own book, Conversations with the Universe, the messages come in all kinds of ways, and there could not be a more perfect conversation or book that could have happened than the one that's happening tonight, because so much of it spoke to me as I embark on the Rebel Road Tour, and I take my two children on the road, and we have all of these amazing conversations that are going to take place. And so much of what is spoken about here in the book by PMH Atwater is is so prominent in what we need to discuss about children, but also what I feel uh, approaches what needs to be thought about in regard to the inner child of the adult. Cahil Gibran says, Your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. They come through you, but not from you. PMH Atwater has spent the last 30 years busily pursuing a deeper and clearer understanding of the near-death phenomenon and how it affects people who experience it and the changes that result in both adults and children. She noticed in her work a similarity in the altered behaviors and the character traits between children who were near-death experiencers and kids who were naturally born with the same distinctive patterning. She wondered why... Uh, were near-death kids so much like the newest generation of children, especially those born since 1982. And she has many books, one of which, The New Children and Near-Death Experiences, where she talks about how children's cases from the eyes of the child, uh, it was an attempt to find that link between the behavioral differences that she kept seeing and the possibility of evolution of where we were going. And then as she discussed different types of labels that came about um, and a new label was even introduced, she realized that it's for us to now move away from the labels and to cut to the chase and tackle the fuller story of what's really happening and how evolution is at work. And although, yes, it is stressful and exciting and it is frightening, it's necessary that we look at the whole picture, and that's what I love about this book. It, It really truly helps us see the whole picture in a very unbiased, very well-researched way. She herself had a very unusual childhood, more unusual because she had her own near-death experiences where she almost died three times in 1977. It was within three months. And she experienced these different near-death experience states. She intends to tackle the full story of what's happening to our children, our species, and our world. And she does an excellent job through this book entitled Children of the Fifth World, A Guide to the Coming Changes in Human Consciousness. I'd like to welcome PM, uh, 
PMH Atwater to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome. Well, hi, Simran. Good <laughs> <laughs> to be here. Oh, it is awesome to have you. As I started reading this, I'm, I'm going through and my heart and my soul is just getting fuller and fuller and I'm just getting excited saying, oh, everyone has to get this book. There's so much richness in it, in what you share and in how you truly explain what is happening here in this emergence of of a new species that um, is more elevated or changing and really here to help us break down as well as rebirth, it seems. Yes, and the book was written like a new kid. That means it's a little bit irreverent and quirky. <laughs> well, and maybe that's why I fell in love with it because it, it just it, it doesn't, you know, hide behind anything. It's very clear and it goes right into what we need to hear, the blunt, very obvious things that we have not allowed ourselves to hear, and then it also goes back and tells us what we can do, how we can actually work towards uh, the betterment of our families and our children. Yes, and it goes past that into what's happening in our world, the great shifting that we're now in, and it gives timelines and all kinds of things. You know, this, this is a book that anybody could enjoy. <laughs> Well, you start off talking very much um, about mirrors, and I know in my own book, Conversations with the Universe, I talk about how everything is a mirror, and definitely I think our children are our mirrors to ourselves, and you're saying that uh, if they were mirrors reflecting back to us, they are showing us the new sense of feeling and relationships in every aspect of our lives, from business and culture and politics and religion and everything, so that we don't miss anything. Uh, right. Talk a little bit about that, how, how children are really mirroring or being part of that process to help us uncover and rediscover ourselves. Well, they're flipping back to us, anything we put out. So if you've got, um, if you've got a parent that, um, that behaves one way around the kids and quite another way in the business world, that child is going to mirror right back to that parent in their behavior exactly what they were seeing that parent do on the job. They're not going to miss anything. Um, and, and, and this is true around the world. Look at, look at Egypt. You know, um, the, the, the young people in Egypt, and most of Egypt consists of children um, that, that are less than 30 years of age. They're mirroring right back to the tyrants and the politi- politicians and the, and the military people, exactly what they're dishing out. You're going to find this all over the world. It's in everybody's household. It's in every school. It is everywhere. The young people are mirroring right back to society exactly what society is putting out and in the same manner. Look at Snowden, the geek who leaks. You know, he's one of the new kids. He's mirroring right back to our country exactly what we're putting out. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying yes or no with this man, whether he's uh, a whistleblower or a traitor. What I'm saying is he's mirroring right back to us exactly what we're putting out. Of course. And to put things into perspective, let's start first with you talk about how we have the, the aura color and how that changes during a lifetime 
it also changes through emotion. And then you go into a basic profile of, of how children are on the plus side and the minus side. Can you talk about a few of the points of each so that we can start to discern the, the distinctions of this and how this new child is coming about? Well, you know, aura colors are really not helpful in understanding what's going on with our kids and what they are, are facing. That's why I caution people. I say take all these terms, aura crystal, you know, indigo crystal, rainbow, cosmic, psychic. Take all these terms, these labels, kick them out the door, toss them away. Then take the characteristics these labels supposedly described, bunch them together, and you have the new kids. And if you look at it that way, then you begin to understand what's really happening here. And what's really happening is the human race is evolving. We're not becoming a new race. We are taking a quantum leap in our genetics, in the way we come across, in, in, in our behaviors, in the way we think, in our brain. We are becoming as if new because we are evolving to um, the next state in our evolutionary process. So if you look at it that way, then you can come to realize, yes, this fits. You know, if you toss away all the labels and and... And then if you want to go back in time to some kind of reference, especially a mystical or metaphysical reference, go back to um, the tradition of root races, R-O-O-T. A, a, the, uh, the root then signifying that core or basic genetic, genet, genetics of that particular group. And... and uh, and you will look and realize that the human race has evolved in large cycles across the earth plane, just as the earth itself has changed in these large cycles. And, and you come to realize that, that, the, that the fifth root race, which has actually been around for a bit of a while, it, is now coming into ascension. Everybody talks about ascension. That's what it is. We as a people are ascending because we are part of that quantum leap of the fifth root race. The fifth root race are your master communicators. They're your master creators. They are the masters with intuition and knowing and, and higher, higher knowledge and, and higher intuition. These are the true innovators. And that's what's coming in. And they're coming in just in droves. And, and you know, again, if, if you kind of look back, because if you do that, that gives you perspective then. And, and, and you realize that this pattern of genetics, this pattern of brain-mind function, actually began in the time of Jesus. There were a few there, but not that many. During every renaissance the world has ever known, and there's been many of them, uh, not just the one in Europe, you saw great clusters and groups of this pattern of people. Um, you know, they're the ones that started the renaissance to begin with. 
And then they started coming in again in large numbers in the 1800s, and especially from 1840 on. The New Thought Movement, the great thinkers that realized they could heal themselves, that they that uh, that, that they had the right to a direct contact with God, um, absolutely direct. The new the, the new thought people, Emerson, Throve, uh, Phineas Quimby, all of these incredible people. Uh, those were all fifth root race people. Then we didn't get this. We didn't see that many of them in the twenties and nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties, nineteen forties. We started seeing more of them come in in the nineteen sixties. You know, remember Haight Ashbury and the Age of Aquarius. You know all that. Um, these are the fifth, fifth rays coming in again. They've been lifting and lifting until around about nineteen eighty-two. You know. You know, give yourself a little wiggle room, but I'm still saying around 1982, and that's when the floodgates opened wide. Yeah, this is us. This is who we are. This is evolution, um, and we're not going backwards. From now on, this is what we are getting, and so many of them are coming in that they have now uh, covered land masses. And every population group on this planet is filled with them and will continue to be filled with them. So if, if you want sort of, you know, like a quick profile of, of what we're talking about on the plus side and on the minus side with these new kids, um, they're all intelligent. Don't let them fool you. Um, you know, even if they're flunking and can't spell, these kids are smart. About one-third of them are geniuses, even if learning disabled. And I want to, you know, give a little brief sidebar to that, because when I say genius, I'm speaking of 150 to 160 scores on standard IQ tests. Now, most teachers will say, well, you know, about 132 to 136, that's genius. Other teachers will say, no, that starts at 140. These are kids that are coming in, one-third of them. And in those countries that, uh, that, uh, that uh, have the kids take the standard IQ test, um, one-third of them are scoring between 150 to 160 with no genetic marker to account for this. And I'm going to stop you right dear. there, PMH, because we have to cut to break, and we'll continue that after the break. Okay. As we, the members of the human race, continue to pivot into newer versions of ourselves, the initial thrust of the young in breaking away from patterns several millennia old has created opposing profiles. The generations moving humankind from the plane of polarity to the plane of unity have literally become an exaggeration of the very extremes they were predicted to heal. This artifact of change demands that we face our worst nightmares and best dreams so we can determine what is real and worthy and what is not. Can opposites get along? Can enemies sit at the same table and eat the same food? Can what disgusts us find a place in our heart? Can chaos and disaster produce the foresight and ingenuity necessary to remake our families, our communities, our culture, 
and our world. This is from PMH Atwater's book, Children of the Fifth World, A Guide to the Coming Changes in Human Consciousness. You can find out more at pmhatwater.com. I definitely urge you to get your copy of the book, and we will be right back with PMH Atwater. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Before we get back to my guest, PMH Atwater, I just want to mention that the new issue of 1111 Magazine is up. That is my gift to humanity and is always filled with incredible material from people all over the world and my own insights. It's there to support you along your journey so that you tap into the resources that may most support you. You can go to www.1111mag.com at any time and subscribe for your free lifetime subscription. In addition, check out my own book, Conversations with the Universe, and tap into your conversations and how the world is speaking to you. And connect to The Rebel Road at therebelroad.com. It is a 66-city tour where we are diving into the unknown, asking people to go where they've never gone before. Your knowing has gotten you where you are. What if you tapped into what you don't know about yourself? What if you allowed yourself to truly trust? What if you let life truly be the organic unfoldment without having to plan or control any step of it? What are the possibilities? Well, that's what The Rebel Road is all about. So I look forward to seeing you in one of the 66 cities over the next 11 months. My guest today is PMH Atwater, and she is the author of Children of the Fifth World, A Guide to the Coming Changes in Human Consciousness. 
And this is definitely a book that is packed with information. It is a resource for parents and new kids themselves. She explains what's happening to our species and our world, from neurological changes and climate upheavals to the drive to be constantly connected through screen-based technology and the unnecessary widespread use of drug therapies. She shares individual case histories, underscoring the traits of the new child personality, and she reveals how these children, born with universal consciousness encoded in their DNA, act as agents for world change by reflecting back to us every misguided aspect of business, politics, religion, entertainment, and so on. PMH Atwater shows how children labeled as autistic or otherwise damaged have enormous potential for greatness. I definitely urge you to get your copy. And you can go to her website, cmhatwater.com. We were speaking about root braces, um, something that has been talked about for a long time and, and illustrated as to come through the years, and we are into the fifth root race. This has also been predicted as part of the unfoldment by many individuals, such as Edgar Casey and others. And there were certain traits that go into the plus side and the minus side of kids that are in this area, and that is one of the things that are listed in this book. The basic profile on the plus side does have to do with intelligence or music-oriented, intuitive, psychic, natural healers, visionary types of individuals. And then the minus side goes into people that are overconfident or highly sensitive to drugs that don't assimilate their nutrition well or don't understand the effort necessary to process or refine certain things. There are um, some wonderful lists throughout this book. And TMH, I'd like to actually skip forward a little bit to um, how, how we begin, because I, I, one of the chapters that really intrigued me was at the very beginning, and you call it birth bumps, and you talk about how um, the soul comes into the body, and it can be at different stages, but also how there's a threat to the soul's course, uh, as well as children themselves when we are rushing birth or trying to control birth. Will you talk a little bit about that? Well, we're talking about C-sections or, or cesarean sections. Um, when an, a cesarean section is, is done, and sometimes they have to be, but now anymore, it seems to be, um, what would you call it, a choice of convenience yeah. for the doctor or for the parents. Um, e- even almost nearly half of the births now are, are cesarean. That separates the child from the karmic line of the family. And, and so it throws the child out into a different karmic line. And you see this invariably with the children. Uh, they're either not as dynamic or they're not as involved or they're, they're somehow sort of off base from the family and the family line. There's just something about these kids that are a little bit different. And if they're allowed to be born naturally, then they flow into the karmic line of family in a lot stronger and healthier manner. And and so I put that out there as an alert to people Um uh, you know, please don't do this unless it's an emergency. Allow that child to be born nature's way. This is one of the reasons I was so thrilled with Kate and William, you know, and the birth of the royal baby. Um, she, she allowed this to happen naturally and would not give permission to um, the queen's finest 
to hurry up delivery. She said, no, no, no. This child is going to be born the natural way. And he was. And I love how you phrase it, um, because to me it's one of those wake-up calls in the book. And unfortunately, we have become a society that is desensitized. And, you know, when, when I read the words, it was just this jolt, but it seems almost like we need some of these jolts. And I'm just going to read a couple of these lines so that people can feel okay. a sense of what you're talking about. When you mess around with a child's birth, you risk interfering with the spiritual plan for the child, his or her growth and purpose in life. The child is removed from the family's karmic line, and there are family groupings that are no accident. They're meant to be. We don't use the term fetal abuse, but we should. When I saw those words, fetal abuse, you know, we don't think about that. We think about just the child that comes out, but, you know, what we're doing to the child that's within and in the way that you're speaking of, uh, just I think that that's a, a huge wake-up that's a necessary term to use. And then you also talk about how every child born today carries um, chemicals, um, and toxic chemicals, and you right. said there's at least 43. There's no child born today that is exempt uh, from these excessive chemicals being part and parcel of their body. There's no exceptions anymore. It's that invasive. It, it's everywhere. So we do the best that we can with what we have, after we're born, of course, we're here, um, to eat the best foods we can, um, the, the right foods we can, to help keep that, the, that um, chemical baggage as low as, as possible, and hopefully to, to start to heal some of it. Um, so, you know, you know, invite people uh, to raise their own food if they possibly can, to go organic if they possibly can, or, you know, to, to do whatever is possible for them to get the best kinds of foods that they can possibly afford. I also like a paragraph in here which sounded very much like a philosophy of the new children, and you talk about them having a very strong sense of social responsibility or um, how they plan to be. And I'd like to mention some of the things about you, your thoughts that they expect to be childless, that they're more inclined uh, to form extended families or community. Um, that is part of what is happening, and I can even see that in many of the young people that are coming forward that are in their early 20s or in their teens. That when I speak to them, I get that sense very, very much. Uh, can you speak more to that and also well, speak it, it, to it, it, the age range of children of that are this way? Yeah, they have that sense of the collective. They don't think in terms of the individual like most of us do or their grandparents. They think more in terms of the group or the collective. Um, this is how they look at living. This is how they look at working. Um, for instance, in the, in the business world, this is causing all kinds of problems with employers because the young people today want to work as a group. They want consensus. They want that kind of movement where they can support each other, um, inspire each other, maybe argue with, with each other, and then come to a consensus together. 
um, and, and, and the boss, the employer, says, no, I want you to do this, this, and this. And they look at the employer very funny and very strangely and say, well, only after we get together and discuss it. And, and you know, the, the employees of today don't, don't just want to do their job. They want to learn something. Um, they want their employment to be meaningful. And uh, this is almost really kind of funny because some of the businesses now are starting to um, employ uh, photography, yoga, classes in all kinds of different things um, as part of the work experience so their employees will be more inclined to stay there. You know, how businesses are changing to accommodate this very different kind of thinking is it, just amazing. So that's already illustrating how these new children are making changes in some subtle and not-so-subtle ways, even in our structures that have been so embedded for a period of time. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're already fomenting and creating and causing all kinds of changes because they simply won't work or put up with the status quo. They just won't do it. Um, and that's part of the reason maybe that a lot of the systems that are crumbling are crumbling. It's, it's maybe not a bad thing, but it is, it is actually a good sort of churning that is being initiated by this wave of change that's coming in so that something new can be birthed from these more creative, collaborative thinkers. Well, yeah, you, you know, and, it, and it's happening worldwide. Um, you know, we have grown up with... Uh, a hierarchy, this idea that you do what you're told. And now that hierarchy is crumbling. It's crumbling because we no longer have the kind of people that will put up with that. We now have a kind of citizen that says, I want to look at this. I want to discuss this. I want to debate this. I want to explore this. Maybe there's another cheaper, better way of doing things. And it's just throwing one business and one government after another into chaos. It's like, how do you handle this? You know, and and that kind of um, change that they want is both wonderful and troublesome. Let's and this is, from, this is from the author of... P.M.H. Atwater, and she is the author of Children of the Fifth World, A Guide to the Coming Changes in Human Consciousness. Some of the glitches in starting out with our young children that can cause problems is when we allow our children as young as 12 months to see the television or when we have the television on as background noise. Chronic depression is found in children as young as three when they're having lack of sleep, and it causes factors in learning. Obesity in three-year-olds, particularly in Hispanic and black populations, uh, are occurring as well. Toddlers should never walk around with juice. Too much juice can physically change their taste buds. Baby DVDs are created for infants 8 to 16 months to enhance cognitive abilities, but it actually lowers intelligence and their ability to understand there's a boomerang effect that's actually going 
on. Never allow your child to be implanted with an under-the-skin identity microchip. This can subject them to unwanted microwave frequencies and unknown consequences. There are many points in here that can assist you in knowing some things that you can start to change in your own life in regard to your children's better health, better future, and the better uh, evolution of this world. This is from PMH Atwater's book, Children of the Fifth World, and her website is pmhatwater.com. We'll be right back for more of this discussion. This is the Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. In CMH Atwater's book, Children of the Fifth World, she introduces today's family, gay men with adopted children, lesbian women with children fathered by sperm donor or by gay men who are willing to have blended families, children with one parent, divorced, separated, or never married, mixed race and religion couplings, children raised by their grandparents, adopted children with a single parent, fathers much younger than mothers, military parents that are absent. All types of children are being born in all types of situations. Love, not genetics or inheritance, is now the single unifying factor in families. Is love enough? PMH, is love enough? Ah, you know, that's a big question. What we're finding now is that kids have a hole in their hearts. By that I mean they're growing up with something very meaningful and important missing from their lives. And that is that close connection with the parent, um, that bondedness, that specialness with the parent. Um, and, And I'm not saying that that can't be dealt with because it can but it it also can cause some very unique problems. We haven't had to face as a nation 
that much before. And, and we're facing it in the same manner, almost exactly the same manner, with children who are drugged from their earliest years about um, ADHD. And they're taking these drugs all the way up through school, and they're coming into adulthood. And um, what I would recommend with everybody is to be- get the book called Dosed. The Medication Generation Grows Up. It's by Catlin Bell Barnett. The reason I'm suggesting getting her book, she was one of those who grew up drugged all the time. That's how she got through school. And what she is finding now in her life is that she doesn't know what love is. And this is a real wake-up call. I I really suggest that people take a look at this idea of bondedness, this idea of hugs, this idea of closeness, this idea of being part of each other's lives. If you're going to have a healthy family, if you're going to have healthy adults when these children grow up, there needs to be an understanding up to the age of seven, that's the cutoff for emotional understanding. Up to the age of seven, the child must have a form of love they can appreciate and understand. They must um, be aware of that, know that, feel that, else they will grow up with this kind of hole in the heart, like there's something missing. Like they really don't know what love is. Um, I'm going to interrupt you right there, PMH. Sure. I, okay. I had Joseph Chilton Pierce on a couple of weeks ago uh, in regard to uh, his new book and his work, and he talked about this pseudo-parenting that is taking place from cell phones and iPads and computers, and, yeah. and you also talk about that. So what is it? what are some tips or what are some things that we can do? Because I think as parents, so many of us, Rather than toys now, and because it's easy, we hand them an iPad or we hand them a phone and they play their games because we think, oh, well, this is educational. It's going to actually grow their mind, so it's okay if they're babysat by this for right now. Tell us some different things to do that really uh, would help us to raise our children in a way that they don't grow up with this hole in their heart. Well, I, I don't know that will help them necessarily to grow up without this hole in their heart, but I do know it will help them to um, make a big difference in their lives. And and one of the simple things is never expose a a child up until the age of three with, with a television set. A television set should never be background noise. They can be exposed to it a little bit, but never as background noise. What what we've found now scientifically is if a child grows up with background noise from a television set, it will cut their language skills um, more than half. Mm. So they will be unable to verbalize and language as as a child of their own age. Just that. 
um, if we're talking about electronics in the digital age, uh, there's no way we can get around that. So, so what I'm recommending for parents is from three to four, from then on, uh, expose them a little bit, uh, you know, day by day, increase it as they get older, a little bit more time, increase that as they get older, and the cutoff date for that is puberty. If you can ration out the time the, of their exposure, getting involved with it, using it, being a part of it, having it be a part of their life. If you can ration that out until the age of puberty, after that age, they can handle, um, they can handle it much, much better. But up until that age, if they get too much too soon, it literally uh, does away with their, or kills or deletes or gets rid of the, uh, lessons their ability to abstract. Uh, with the new so now, there are probably uh, several, there are many listeners that are probably thinking, oh, my goodness, I did this with my kids. Now what do I do? I have damaged my children. Is there anything that can you be betcha. done if, you if unconsciously we have That's done that in our lives? Yeah, the you know, what can we now do to support that in being the better? The first thing you can do is get them in dirt, get them involved in dirt, whether it's gardening, whether it's hoeing, where, whether it's getting involved with lawns, whatever. Get them in dirt. Get them in mud. Get them in sand. Uh, um, hands on feed on so that they're wet and sloppy and covered with the stuff. Uh, mud, sand, and dirt, especially mud and dirt. And, dirt. and what does that well, play? Is it because it's clay or is it, being, is it rooting? Uh, mud, sand, and dirt, but especially mud and dirt, will pull from the human being negativity. Get mm. them involved with animals. Get them involved with cooking. Get them involved with chores. Get them involved with learning how to sew or learning how to clean or learning how to cook. These things automatically balance out the digital stuff. That's powerful. That's powerful. And you also talk about um, that kids have been pulled away from play, which is a natural part of who we are, and that we, we separate from them from their spirit when we don't allow them to play. Talk about how important these blocks of time, even even just endless blocks of, of, of what adults have been programmed to believe is mindless time, how important that is? Well, you know, let's admit right now, these new kids born since 1982, their first view of the world is through a screen. Now think about that. Their first view of the world is through a screen. That's anti-nature. The first thing, you know, I'm going to emphasize again and again and again, get them back into nature, getting them playing with each other, getting them acting things out. This is how they rehearse and and get prepared in advance for what is to, uh, for what is to become of them, especially up into the age of six especially up until the age of when most kids start first grade. That's when they have 
That's when they need to have the imagining, the, uh, working things out, playing things out with each other as part of play. Um uh, one of the things I can recommend for, for uh, these intelligent kids, these really smart, creative, intuitive kids that really don't know what nature is, is to get involved with the Profound Awareness Institute. The, the website for that is www.psykids.org. Psykids is spelled P-S-Y-K-I-D-S www.psykids.org. That's Nancy Baumgarten, and she's done more than anybody else I know in, in having classes and adventures out in nature to teach kids how to use their psychic ability, how to use their intuitive ability, how to be able to connect with nature and themselves and the human race. I mean, she's she's marvelous. Mm. Pull kids away from play that is natural for them, and you separate them from their very spirit. If you learn the mechanics behind the magic of storytelling, you can use stories as a parenting tool and as a way to hold families together. Stories preserve history. The telling of them is an act of faith and of love. Children are attuned to the reality of creation. They think in images as well as words, and they use their whole bodies all their sensory motor skills to connect with and explore non-verbally. They must dance around, taste, touch, smell, hear, focus on, and study each aspect of what is around them. This is from the book, Children of the Fifth World, A Guide to the Coming Changes in Human Consciousness by author P.M.H. Atwater, who is a distinguished researcher of near-death experiences, prayer chaplain, spiritual counselor, and visionary. She's the author of 15 books, including Beyond the Indigo Children, and she lives in Charlottesville, Virginia. We'll be right back with PMH Atwater, and you can check out her website at pmhatwater.com. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Life energy always spirals, as it does the first spiral dips before spreading up and outward. We revisit before we climb. Progress, progress cannot be defined until we have a better sense of territory. This creates minefields where what seems settled and safe can become a trap in disguise. Today's minefields are off-the-wall graphics, sex, money, and drugs. Once social issues are morphing into nightmares. PMH, you talk about minefields taking place. You talk about quicksand. Um, and some of these different terms to describe certain things that are happening. Can you briefly um, talk about what those kind of mean? Because I'd love to get into, in this last segment, what we do for these puzzled parents and what some of the first aid is for them that they can start to use. If there's a way we can fit all that in in this last segment. <laughs> I don't know how to fit all that in in the I want everybody to be honest right now. The third largest business industry in the world today, that is to say the the third largest moneymaker for business in the world today is sexual slavery. Mm. That is absolutely true. And I'm saying, wake up, parents. You know, uh, this idea of of sex with the young. Have you ever looked at the the clothes kids are wearing now? The way they behave. They're being schooled to be that way by television. They are being schooled to be that way by social pressure. Wake up, parents. Um... You know, you can put your foot down on some of this or create alternatives if you would. Um, Here's here's some of the really positive things that you can do with kids. Um, Give an allowance. Here's the formula for the money. 40% goes in savings. The passbook is always in the children's hands. It's in their um, bedroom. 40% goes for whatever it is they desire. 10% goes for spiritual, whether it's God, church, charity, doesn't matter. It's spiritual. The other 10% goes for long-term savings. The child cannot touch it until they're in their 50s or 60s. We have to face the facts. Our children must start saving for their retirement now. Sorry, folks, but it's the way it is. Um, With money, it is so important to have that money be in the hands of the child. Let's say you're in a store and you're making a purchase. Put the money in the child's hands. The child then goes up to the clerk, buys the item, gets the change back or the receipt in their hands, and then gives it to the parents. 
there are so many nerve endings in your hands. Your hands must touch things in order to know what they are, in order to appreciate what they are. You must, you know, you must use your hands, and especially with money. Money cannot be digital bits on a computer. It has to be in your hands. So you See, it know what it is. It sounds like a lot of this has to do with experience. So is it that we have, we have uh, started to rob our kids with the, with the lack of experience because of right. all of these digital things and that this, the need is really for them to experience tangibly sensory right. ways of living? Um, it's because of, of, the, of the way our brain is built. It doesn't learn anything unless you do it. Um, yeah, yes, you can get very intelligent just watching things and on the computer and testing things out from the computer, but until you do, um, until you do things step by step, your own way, make your mistakes, reason, uh, reason things out with your own brain. And until you do that, it, um, it's not yours. It, you really don't know it. You really don't own it. It's not yours. What we're doing with the way we're raising children now is that we're raising intelligent idiots. Mm. They're very intelligent, but they can't reason their way out of a box. Um, and and I'm and I'm waving a, a, a red flag just as powerfully as I can and say, wait a minute, there are easy, simple, natural ways to convert this or to reapply this. Here's what they are, and I list them in the book. I I put as much material. In that book, including websites, phone numbers, addresses, as I possibly can. And it is, uh, Children of the New Earth is packed with information. There's so much resource-rich information here as well as lists as to what you can do. And what I'm hearing you also say, uh, and as I read through the book, the children that are coming in, their natural tendency is actually to live simpler lives, to be connected to nature, to be in community, to love, to do all the things that really the more evolved human uh, would be the type to be doing, but it is we as parents or our society and the systems and methods that we have gotten caught in that are actually distorting these children when they come in instead of assisting them in being who they really are. Well, you know, it's a real challenge because of the money situation, because, you know, jobs. Uh, Let's face it, um, uh, overfit. I think it's almost 50%, nearly 50% of the young people today up to the age of, what is it, 25, maybe 30, are unemployed. And that's just in our country. Mm. And and these are are kids, some of them, with college educations, degrees, and they can't find a job. Do you know what that's going to mean? Mm. We're having a whole class of citizens growing up not knowing 
what the discipline of work is all about. My guest today has been PMH Atwater. She is the author of Children of the Fifth World, A Guide to the Coming Changes in Human Consciousness. She's a distinguished researcher of near-death experiences, prayer chaplain, spiritual counselor, and visionary. And she is the author of many books, including Beyond the Indigo Children, Beyond the Light, The Big Book of Near-Death Experiences, and many more. I urge you to go to her website, pmhatwater.com, and find out more about this book, Children of the Fifth World, and many of her other wonderful books that she's written as you continue your own journey and support your child in continuing theirs. Until next week, I'm Simran Singh. Be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens.